You're tuned into Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. The last I checked, I'm the only one with a job around here. When you pay the bill. McDonald's. You got McDonald's money. I ain't one of your little friends, okay? So you better watch how you talk and you better watch and don't you roll your hey, hey, don't slam no doors. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It is Hadia Robinson. I was about two seconds from starting this off with fuck the police. Like, that was the one time I didn't like that was what the ancestors was giving me. And I was like, well, you know, it's too early to just bust out, fuck the police. Even though, absolutely warranted. I feel like it's fuck the police until further notice. Like, I don't don't even know a point right now when I can say, okay, it ain't fuck the police no more. There's no expiration date on this right now. My current mood and, and, like, mood through 2018, all the way possibly until 2020. Like, I need to see what this midterm is going to turn out to be i'm gonna need like seven to 12 police convictions i'm gonna need some things to happen i'm gonna need a group of police to come forward and actually start condemning what's happening i'm gonna need like people to get convicted i'm gonna need i'm going to need to see some actual change before i cannot say fuck the police and truly mean it with everything in my spirit fuck the fuck them fuck them yeah i know they be saving people so you can't say fuck all the police yes i can i mean it ain't all of them seem like it is but i'm saying oh what happened when you need to call the police yeah hopefully i don't have to how about that how about i would probably risk going it alone before I have to call the police. That's how unsure I am that the police are going to arrive and actually be in my favor of anything that's happening. So, yeah, I might be wrong. And yeah, but guess what? At, as it stands right now, it's fuck the police. Okay, it is what it is. I said what I said. I did what I did. Say what you feel, how you feel. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, seriously, y'all. You know, sometimes I like to keep the podcast light and then just kind of let it spiral out of control. But I just feel like there's no light. There's nothing light right now. Uh, Hey, it's summer. That's all I got. (laughs) Um, I think I need to do an I'm going to do another podcast episode with another health coach. (laughs) like a clinical psychologist or someone because I can't be the only person that feels like it's all going to shit or am am I it just feels like it's all going to shit and I don't even know what shit is because I feel like it's always been a level of going to shit but I feel like right about now the the shit is even worse than the shit that was before (laughs) I don't I don't even know what I'm okay. Um congrats to everybody that went through the racial bias training at Starbucks. 
I'm sure that's probably not going to change anything. It's fuck Starbucks forever. I don't even have an inclination to go back into Starbucks. I mean, seriously paying $3 for a cup of coffee. Why? That matcha latte is not that damn good. It's it's just not. There's nothing in Starbucks that I feel like, damn, I can't get this anywhere else. Them dry ass sandwiches, I'm not going to miss them. Listen, it's a bodega. Well, I don't know where the the good sandwich places are in L.A., but I tell you what, if I was in New York, I'm good. You, Them dry-ass sandwiches, I'm not feeling like what I'm going to do without this dry-ass sandwich that they put on $7 million to warm up. And then by the time you actually get ready to eat it, the bread has been scorched. Like every level of possible moisture has been sucked out of this piece of bread. You are now like biting into a piece of biscotti. <laughs> You are eating teething bread with some dry ass turkey on it. <laughs> they don't have no sauces. They have nothing to kind of quench the thirst of this dry ass sandwich. It's just scolding hot, dry ass bread. <laughs> They breakfasts, like their breakfast sandwiches, they're, they're break. listen, I'm not even a McDonald's person, but if I'm going to eat a breakfast sandwich, I'm going to take my ass to McDonald's and get a two for two with this dollar, with that dollar ass coffee. Why am I going to go, go, and go to Starbucks to get like a $4 biscuit? Like what? Still, same thing scorched like this shit just <laughs> like they pulled that shit out of the fucking volcano in Hawaii. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean but i'm not hating i'm not gonna say that i'm not throwing a straight side eye at every black person that's in starbucks because black people never want to get in formation it's Y'all act like y'all gonna die if y'all don't have Starbucks coffee. Dunkin' Donuts is right over here. Listen, if you live anywhere around white people, there are 7,000 coffee shops on your street alone. I don't know, white people, what y'all have with coffee. I don't know what that does for y'all. I don't know if maybe it just... I don't know what coffee means to y'all, but... I just feel like if you around any amount of white people, you're going to be around some damn coffee. So you have no worries. And at the end of the day, if it comes down to it, make your damn coffee at home. And that's just, and that's the black ass bottom line. But hey, y'all do what y'all want to do. Yes, I will be giving you a side eye. Yes, I will be rolling your eyes. If you a fine dude in Starbucks, don't come out and try to holler at me in front of the door. You got to wait until we get around the corner. That way I can act like I didn't see you and then be surprised like, oh, hey, how you doing? Where you coming from? Right? And don't make, and make sure that cup ain't in your hand. You know what I mean? I don't want to have no, like, I don't want people to then judge me based on the fact that I'm talking to you with this Starbucks cup. But if you find, just put the cup down. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you, <laughs> how is uh <laughs> That's when I think I'm being cute. I sound like I'm actually like high on some kind of <laughs> fucking antidepressant. <laughs> How is it? <laughs> I sound like I popped too. I sound like I popped. <laughs> like I popped two goddamn quaaludes. <laughs> bitch, that's not even a word. But I'm being cute. <laughs> 
Oh, God. But damn, just not in front of the Starbucks, not in the Starbucks. And if you ugly in Starbucks, fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Um, In good news. Remember that, like, <laughs> remember the dirtbag ass dude that was still in his mom and dad house, the 30 year old that was refusing to move out that and so much so that they had to take him to court? Well, I'm happy to report that uh, he finally moved out. Yes. Thanks to the support of Alex Jones, um, this dude got uh, got $3,000 and was able to move out, which even still, first of all, I'm, I didn't get to see his house. I The video I saw was just kind of him moving some stuff out of the garage, and I could see, like, across the street. So I could see that this kid lives in a really nice neighborhood. His parents obviously have money enough that they didn't beat his ass and put him out. You know what I mean? Like, you could tell that they're they're not really burdened by having him there. They just want him to get out of the house and kind of get into the world and get his life started. Here's the thing, and I'm sure I mentioned it before. Now that everybody knows that you're like this complete fucking loser, like just unapologetic loser, like loser to the point of I have no intention of trying to get in the world and be better. I want to sit in my parents' basement and play these video games and that's it. Like, you know, put my name on the orange juice eat these fruity pebbles right out of the box that I keep right by my bed. I got ants in my room. I'm fucked up. You know, like my whole room smell like stale balls. Um, I feel like most people know, like when I say stale, but you know what I'm talking about. Just them kind of balls that's been in sweatpants for like three weeks straight. These sweatpants have had, they haven't had one moment off of the box. Just if you took these pants off pop, like, threw them in the air and popped them one time like to get the dust off and then laid them down them shits would turn into a 90 degree angle and just never like they would just sit up on their own them them shits would they would look like how they look on a mannequin except there's no mannequin it's just the starch of them balls holding them <laughs> um but you know alex jones is that uh psychopathic radio show host um alt-right ass dude um you know i'll get into white people these alt-right races and their idea of freedom of speech i'm gonna talk about that later when we talk about roseanne fat disgusting ass but um so he put up some money for this kid to move out the house kid this grown ass man to move out of the house let's be very clear um, but it's funny because he did an interview, the son did an interview on CNN and he just talks about how he doesn't want to reconcile with his parents. And it's like, hold on, you're mad at your parents because you were so much of a loser that you refused to leave their house, that they allowed you to stay in their house that long, that they eat, that they didn't go in there and dump water on your head every day until you moved out and that they didn't like close off the vents in your room. So you wouldn't get no heat that they would like put up, inside lock on your door that the only way you can come in and out of the house was through a window yeah see i'm on some real diabolical shit you're gonna leave my house like they didn't go and unleash like a whole bunch of crickets and shit in your room like drop seven bed bugs under your door just to see what happened like you have the audacity 
to get on national TV and say, oh, I don't think I want to reconcile. Bitch, if I was your parents, I'd be like, good, bitch. You ain't never got to talk to me again with your dirtbag ass. Because, you know, first of all, you know he was probably in his house. His mama was still doing his laundry on some old Joan Joan Cleaver shit coming through with the little laundry basket coming through getting all them crunchy ass socks from under his bed all them dirty ass drawers with the shit stains listen if you 30 years old and refusing to leave your parents house nothing about that tells me you know how to correctly wipe your ass I, I just don't believe it I, there's nothing about that situation that tells me you know what I bet his ass is squeaky clean all the time no that ass is tacky as shit <laughs> his booty look like he <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he squeezed a hostess. <laughs> anyway, uh, so congratulations to those parents. They finally got him out of the house. The thing is, is that somebody who's refusing to leave the house, refusing to do chores, he ain't going to last out in this world. And the best thing this dude could do is go to a bar clean himself up just enough to find some chick who's desperate enough who's desperate enough to bring him in because he ain't gonna last in the world the world is too real for somebody like that um but then you know at the end of the day he's a white dude in america i'm sure he'll be fine i mean at the very end of it somebody's gonna give him a job some chick is gonna lay up and fuck him regardless of whatever because somebody's gonna look at him and he, oh my god he's just he's such a great guy and he's just had such a rough time and his parents were total fucking assholes and they just didn't believe in him and they if they would have just given him a chance to like just leave the nest on his own but they were just so aggressively trying to get him out of the house and i just feel like <laughs> <sighs> this is the same chick who uh who pen pal with most of the dudes in the local jail <laughs> okay i'm sorry that was that was me anyway um but he took all this stuff out of the garage guys um he's moving and stuff in plastic bags another dirt bag move so you know he's not going far in a plastic bag where you going if you're moving your shit in a legit plastic bag you're not going far um and uh but somebody i read somewhere where he was offered a job too so like i said white dude he'll be fine this motherfucker is about to be some of y'all boss in two <laughs> you've been on the job for 27 years he about to fuck around and be your boss because he just needs a shot you know he needs someone to believe in him so listen jamal i'm gonna have you train him <laughs> you're gonna train him and then once he's trained then you'll just kind of re defer to him for you know the next steps in moving forward like well so you yeah no he's he's totally gonna be your boss but you think of it like this the better you train him the better your whole department will <laughs> i'm laughing but it's so sad so sad uh, what else is going on? Um, so, you know, I don't really, I'm not a church person. And uh, the more videos I see online, the more I'm kind of happy with my decision not to be a church person. 
<laughs> oh god. Um so hold on, where's the story? Televangelist Jesse Duplant Duplantis uh told his congregation he needs a private jet. And the reason why he said he needed a private jet is because he believes if Jesus came back, that Jesus wouldn't be walking among the masses trying to spread the word. Jesus would be on a plane. So thereby, he being a representative of Jesus should then be on a plane so that he could continue to spread the word of Jesus. $54 million. That's what he's asking for. Fifty $54 million for a private jet. Uh, Jesse, you can't just get like a buddy pass and go spread the word of Jesus. Like you don't need a private jet. You know what I'm saying? Like I get the idea that you want to spread the word and increase the kingdom and bring more people in and save more souls and all that and all that. But you don't need no private jet to do that. You can damn sure do that shit from 23F <laughs> on American Airlines. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can absolutely do that shit. You can do that shit from uh, from an exit row. On, no, you can't do it on Spirit. Spirit has no room. Spirit is putting seats in the exit row. Like, the, the chair is going against the door. <laughs> Spirit don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh god spirit got people seated in that cart that they push up and down the aisle to serve drinks <laughs> you fuck around get your ticket like <laughs> cc cc what seat is that <laughs> them motherfuckers will have you folded up in that cart bitch holding, holding the ice in your lap <laughs> oh god yo i'm just saying you know it's funny and this is no shade to people who go to church because like listen i've i'm sure i've said this on a few episodes in the past um you know when you're going through something when i was going through something and i needed that kind of i needed something i got it from church i did the pastor spoke and a lot of times whatever i was going through he would touch on it and I was looking around like, are y'all bitches in here telling him my business? Like, how does he know this? You know what I mean? So I definitely see the value in it. But when it comes to this shit, this some charlatan shit right here. This ain't got nothing to do with God. This has nothing to do with Jesus. This is just, this some devil shit to me, in my opinion. When you go up in front of a congregation and, and say that, you know, the spirit wants you to have $54 million for a private jet you yourself should have a private jet when it's people in this congregation that can't pay their bills there's people in this congregation with dirty ass clothes on because they can't afford to go to the laundromat you you in here asking them to give you give jesus their let okay i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i'm you know what it is what it is people need what they need but i tell you what you ain't getting me because i'd have been in that church as <laughs> soon as he said that i'd have been like boo <laughs> I'd have straight, straight booed him like, sir, no, no, you're not going to say that in my face and I'm going to let you go. No, not going to do it. Um, but you know what's so crazy? I remember when um, Creflo Dollar said the same thing. You know, he said that he, Jesus wanted him to have a jet. <laughs> 
and I think his was seventy five million. So I don't know what other amenities. I guess Creflo Dollar Plane came with the naked bitches already on it. Like <laughs> that was a part of the express package. <laughs> he wanted that Tony Stark joint. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's actually very, very sad. Um, lawmakers in Tennessee, a Tennessee lawmaker, let me say that, uh, believes that pornography is the root cause of school shootings. So, you know, I don't even know how you can be this diabolical. What I mean by that is, how do you get up in front of people? How do you get up and say something so absolutely ig ignorant and baseless and ab no fact, like no facts attached? How the fuck? First of all, if anything, pornography has absolutely nothing to do with the school shooting. If them kids was looking at pornography, they probably wouldn't have the built up backup of whatever of not having sex and not having any release from an orgasm that they could think straight and understand that yo um so this probably isn't a good idea you know what i mean like how is it everything else is at fault except this person and what they're doing and the fact that guns are too available for people who are in their wrong frame of mind to get access to them like, how is it that hard? And it's so crazy because, you know, next thing you know, uh, well, it's because of breakfast cereal, these kids are shooting up guns. The one dude, the one um, lieutenant police chief in Texas talking about because there's too many exits, it's too many doors into the school. What the fuck do that have to do with somebody in their home deciding that they are going to take a gun out of the closet Pull it, put all kind of bullets in there, go to the little survival shop, get a bulletproof vest, go to the school with a trench coat on and a shotgun down their leg and just go and open fire. That has absolutely nothing to do. But the fact that these people are so money hungry, the fact that they are sucking the NRA's dick so hard, they are so dead set on ensuring that they their check continues to come in, they will say anything. And I'm sure it will not be until one of their kids is caught in this situation that any of them will change their perspective, change their minds. Because specifically, when it comes to Republicans, they don't give a fuck about nothing until it affects them directly. Dick Cheney was all 100% against gay people. Gay people this, their, you know, all this shit. Then his daughter came out gay. Then all of a sudden, well, you know what I'm saying? Gay people are people too, and we need to respect them. But how is it you have, you know, and I'm speaking specifically about Republicans because their level of empathy is never there until they are directly affected by it. I'm look, I'm thinking about Meghan McCain. And I don't watch The View. Um, I'll catch clips of it every once in a while. But what I don't like about The View is that they, they are specific specifically putting these trash as conservatives on there for this quote-unquote different point of view but the shit is dumb and it's aggravating and most of the time you're sitting there watching a the show and it's just them arguing with the conservative bitch because and the conservative bitch completely being out of her mind and saying the dumbest shit and making excuses it's like 
I'll watch CNN for that. I don't need to watch The View for that. I mean, sidebar, but it's The View want to have me as a host. I will absolutely go and thank you so much for the opportunity, and I'll be down there on Tuesday. But I'm just saying for the most part, I don't want to have to sit up and watch that shit. I don't want to have to sit up and try to hear over all of the back and forth arguing. And then I don't want to have to sit up and hear these stupid-ass Republicans and these stupid-ass conservatives make excuses for shit that's okay when they do it, but all of a sudden, you know, it's 100% wrong. And I'll get more into that when I talk about Roseanne, fat, greasy-ass. But, um, I, I, you know, but Meghan McCain, the whole time she's like, we need to stand by our president, he's our president, and this, this, and this, and all this, and all that, and that, and that, and that, and that right? But the minute... The White House disrespected the fuck out of her daddy. Now, all of a sudden, I don't understand what's going over there. Oh, bitch, now it all makes sense to you. All the shit we was complaining about, all the shit that we were, like, up in arms about, everything that Donald Trump was doing that was, like, completely racist and, and sexist and, you know, and and just, like, the the worst Parts of human society were displayed in this man. Oh, it was, we have to stick by him. You know, he's the president. We got to respect him. But when he says something about your old ass daddy, then all of a sudden there was just no, you know, you couldn't, you were in disbelief. Like, fuck you, bitch. Like, you don't get to all of a sudden be outraged when this motherfucker has been doing the most ridiculous, disrespectful shit since 2016. Since before that, when Barack was president, but fine, we'll say 2016 when he officially started his campaign. You know, these motherfuckers ain't had nothing to say. It was all free speech and, you know, he didn't reflect this and blah, 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 all this shit. But it's not until you are directly affected. Like for me, I don't have to. I don't have to know somebody directly associated to me that is being pushed out by these this fucking ICE agents and these immigration and somebody being separated from their child because of what these ICE agents and deportation and all. I don't have to know anybody that is directly affected by that to know it is wrong. Because as a human being, I am blessed with empathy. As, as someone who has a heart, who has a soul, who is not like demonic in any way. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't want to be all sitting up here like, I'm an angel and I'm great. What I'm saying is, is that I don't have to experience it firsthand to know that some shit is wrong. But the idea that these people, these conservative Republicans can be so detached from anything like from the horrors and pain that other people are experiencing up until the very moment they are experiencing directly that shit is very scary and it's fucking and i can't i can't so you know i'm always surprised or like when people are like yeah i was talking to my republican friend i don't have republican friends let me tell you that shit right now and it's not and it's, I don't feel like it's my fault. I'm I don't I'm not friends with them and I don't I don't engage in conversation. I don't do the back and forth with them because I need to preserve my own mental health. I'm not going back and forth with their ass uh, with the dumb shit and them making excuses. I'm just not going to do it. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to end up yelling and I'm going to end up with an aneurysm and I'm going to end up with a headache and they're going on about their merry day feeling like they did something. You know what I mean? When all of the examples they are using is, are the dumbest shit ever. This bitch saying that pornography is the root cause of school shooting is the dumbest shit you can say next to 
the fact that uh, the school shootings are happening because these people don't have Labrador retrievers in their house. I mean, it's damn near the same thing. Like you, if you believe some shit like this, you can believe you can make that argument about anything in the world. They, the school shootings are happening because students are eating Doritos in the morning or whatever the fuck. Like, but let you say that black kids are shooting up neighborhoods and, you know, the violence in black neighborhood is a result of not having after school programs and access to, you know, better education. Uh, these people just need to pull themselves up by the proof strap and you they'll have every fucking excuse in the world. But pornography is the reason this fucking stupid ass white kid shot this school up. Get the f Anyway, I said I wasn't going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't gonna do it. Do it for the. I ain't got. Okay, sorry. Um, boom. Um, a woman is sued for writing a Yelp review. This is a segment I want to call "You Petty AF." <laughs> so a woman writes a Yelp review for her visit with a gynecologist, and this gynecologist is suing her for one million dollars. Bruh, you petty to the mug. First of all, um, I when it comes to a gynecologist, I feel like you the first thing I do is kind of go to my homegirls, go to people that I know specifically, so and get someone that they are in touch with. Like who is the person that's down there all in their lady time? Um, just because it's it's too intimate of a thing to just kind of trust it to a rando. And there's another article. There's actually an article about a dude that's been um, a gynecologist that's being accused by 52 women of some sexual shit. Um, so, you know, and I, I done it before. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just I need someone who kind of really understands and knows not just technically, not just because you read this book, you feel like, you know, a woman's body, but because you are because you have it that's like fellas would you trust a woman checking your balls it, it, i mean and listen i i think every to each his own so i'm not saying that you know a woman can't adequately be a a man's doctor i'm not saying that i can't i'm not saying that a man can't adequately be a woman's doctor i'm saying for me personally i want to be very clear i don't need nobody in my inbox no, that is discriminating no fuck all that but i i get it because it's just like do you want a woman like legit just in your soul you know what i mean like ah but then it's like damn do you want to do it it's, it's one of the things that's like i wish we ain't have to do it like can I just go pee in a cup and you can tell me everything that's going on down there? Like, why do you have to physically be inside of my cab plate? <sighs> anyway, so a woman wrote a review and now she's being sued for a million dollars um, because the doctor is saying that her review was inaccurate. She was complaining about some bills, some billing that was done and some shit that she had to pay, which which he's saying is defamation. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute with the big words. First of all, like a woman writing that in her Yelp review is not going to make me say, oh, I'm not going to this dude, right? Because for me, I'm like, well, I don't know what her insurance is. There may have been a miscommunication on her part, on their part. That don't have nothing to do with me. But if you, if 
five women go up there and say, oh, this happened to me and it's all the same account, then I'm going to be like, eh, I don't know. But, you know, because for, I guess it's just for me. Yelp, I'm not taking Yelp that seriously. Like Yelp hasn't like strictly determined what I was going to do. Like, if I look up a restaurant on Yelp, if I see somebody like, oh, the waitress was mean and blah, 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 blah. But all the other reviews are like, this spot is the shit. They wings is bomb. You know, the drinks is on point. The drink prices are good. I'm going to go. And I'm just going to be like, you know, I'll be aware that there might be some problems with the waitress and stuff like that. But I'm not going to not go, especially if these margaritas is only like $5 and they're strong. Oh, I'm in the house, right? But to sue somebody because like a million dollars, bro, you petty. You so petty, I wouldn't even want to go to you because I feel like you would do some dumb shit like t tie my tubes while I'm not paying attention. I know that's not possible. I'm just saying that you would do some, like you would leave the little swab inside or something. Like just, just you seem like that type of petty dude, not put a glove on, you know what I mean? Or put a glove on, but bust the finger out of one of them. <laughs> that's that's so horrible. I, I laughed because it was something dumb to say, but then just the thought shit like that you gotta die and you know i i have an ongoing list of stuff that people do and it's like oh you have to die if you spit on me you have to die right you the, remember the the woman who the blue boy at the school and the school pulled out all his teeth you have to die you they you can't just think you're gonna be out in the world after you took my all my baby teeth out all my child's teeth are out of their mouth when they come home. And you just think you're going to go on and live your life like everything is sweet. You have to die. You know what I mean? So there's just, it's an ongoing list. It's an ongoing list. Um, and then, you know, if you're a gynecologist and you put your finger in there with no glove. Your honor, I, I snapped. I don't know what happened. You know, when I felt his raw ass finger in there, I just... I blacked out. So that's why I went home, devised the plan, followed him for two weeks, broke into his house and and gutted him like, yeah, that's why. Because I felt his finger inside my vagina without my consent. Thank you. <laughs> and I would expect the judge to be like, case dismissed. <laughs> All right, uh, this ain't gonna be long, guys. Um, it's nice outside, and I want to get to it. Um, Kim Kardashian went to go meet with Trump, and you know, like, if I don't have to hear another thing about a Kardashian or Kanye for the rest of my life, I would be happy. Like, I just don't. Here's my thing, and yeah, okay, Kim, I get it. You feel like you're. You want to use your influence and shit like that to make make a change. I know that she's been very active with, you know, prison reform and that kind of thing. And so, but sis, listen, nobody has gone to Donald Trump and gotten anything done besides taking a picture and looking stupid. And that's exactly what she did. He in the picture smiling because he's at heart a fucking groupie. Donald Trump lives for people to believe that he's cool enough that people want to be around him. You know what I mean? And I feel like 
beyond him hating Obama and being embarrassed by Obama uh, and being upstaged by Obama, Obama being a black man and being edu- way more educated and being amazing at this, at, you know, just an amazing human being and Trump being inadequate and that feeling embarrassed and feeling like he's better than him, even though he absolutely is not. I Trump couldn't lick shine Obama's shoes like that's that's how low of a like that's how low he is on the totem pole right Obama would be like "Mm, I'm good right but Trump is a groupie Trump wants to be accepted Trump wants people to like him and nobody fucking likes him and it it kills him that's why he goes to these fucking KKK rallies all across the country where all these white people are there. Ooh, yeah, fucking Trump, MAGA, let's make America great. Ooh. Right? Because that's the only place that anybody gives a fuck about him. But the rest of the world, the, the world that he really wants to be included in, everybody hates him and it burns him up. So her going to that meeting was just giving him that moment of feeling like... <gasps> They like me. They really like me. But meanwhile, bitch, you looking dumb. Now, mind you, I've never been a Kim K fan. I, I, y'all know how I feel. I have at least eight episodes of me just dragging the fuck out of them in some way, shape, or form, right? But I'm like, why? What was the point? Like, y'all still acting like this is my problem. People still acting as if this is a legitimate presidency. I was about to say pregnancy. Presidency. It's not. This shit is a clown show. This shit is... This shit is like when the substitute isn't... Like when the teacher is gone and the substitute is there to take... No no shade to any other substitute teachers out there. You know, my prayers are with y'all. Every time you get that call to go to a school and go deal with them fuck-ass kids, that's only going to be out of their fucking mind the moment they know a substitute is, is at school. The moment they walk in that room and see a substitute over their regular scheduled fucking programming, they lose their fucking mind. And that's exactly what this, what what's happening in this country. This country has a substitute in the office and everybody is showing the fuck out period. Nothing that, and, and Trump is the worst kind of substitute because he's the substitute that don't want to fucking be there. He's the substitute that don't have no lessons, lesson plan. He's the substitute that, don't give a fuck what happens. They on their phone. They on Facebook. They, you know, the kids is running around. People falling, fighting, and they like legit. Like, mm, I'm getting seventy five dollars for the day. I don't give a fuck what happens, and they absolutely don't. Or they're there and they're trying to all of a sudden create and do all this new other shit that has nothing to do with what happens at the school. Or they're there to more antagonize than anything else. I tell you what, I'll, y'all ain't going to be up in here showing out because if I was y'all teacher and, and the whole time it's like, um, can we just do this worksheet? Like, I don't need you going the fuck off for no reason. Like you trying to prove something when none of us give a fuck about you. And we're all legit waiting. Like we really want to be educated. And the fact that our teacher isn't here is really setting us back because we know midterms is coming up because we know like we got SAT prep. We trying to graduate. We trying to get our shit done. And having you here as a substitute is only setting us back. 
So, boom. Trump is a setback. I say all that to say Trump is worthless and really a, a detriment to any progress that's being made. And if you don't believe that and if you think that any of this shit is normal and okay and is for the good of the country, you are out of your motherfucking mind. And I'm surprised that you made it this into <laughs> you made it this far into my podcast and you believe that. Especially at the fuck the police at the top cuz I'm pretty sure you probably was like <gasps> right um so kim k sorry i had a brain aneurysm for a second um so it's just like i wish people would stop going to talk to this clown stop going up there stop giving him any i any inkling that we are okay with what the fuck he's doing stop Stop treating him like we believe this motherfucker even has the brain capacity to solve any problem. This this bitch don't. Do y'all realize this man cannot read? He can barely read. He can barely form a sentence, let alone sound like he's ever, ever written anything, read anything. Like zero eloquence, zero zero education zero like he can't even fake being smart this motherfucker can't even fake being presidential this one i if I, I i can be presidential i can be the most presidential anybody's ever seen who the fuck says that like that is legit if you li- if you go back and replay 90 percent of the shit he says i can do i can be the most you've ever seen i can it's great it's it's bad it's sad like his choice of words are remedial as fuck like i know sixth graders who speak better than him you take a sixth grader that's read the whole harry potter series and they they will speak circles around this motherfucker they will have Trump like, no more questions. This, this motherfucker got to leave. You know what I'm saying? So can we just all agree to not? Can we just do that? Can we all agree that this motherfucker does not deserve our attention, let alone our belief that he even knows what the fuck he's doing? Or can even, anyway... So, I mean, I, I get what she thought she was doing, but bitch, just sit down, stay in your lane, go model some lip gloss, bitch. Like, don't, don't you got a, a naked photo shoot for Instagram? Like, girl, go do that. Cause right now you just, you getting on people nerves more than anything. Um, and shout out to the daily news for being daily post, the New York post. I think it was the New York post for being extra trash. Yo, they call her, um, Kim Jong, let me see what these hoes call her. It was so disrespectful, but that petty part of me was like, mm, yeah, mm, what is this? <laughs> oh, this is dark chocolate shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, they call this bitch Kim Thong Un. <laughs> Yo, y'all all go burn in hell for that. And I'm only laughing because I think that she's trash. Like the whole family is trash. If this was probably anybody else, I would be so upset. But <laughs> I can't That's like when you're so satisfied by the pettiness. Boy, so such joy. Um, 
All right, which brings me to my last little thing, and I'm going to get the fuck up off of here. Um, So Roseanne is fired, and good fucking riddance. Um, you know, I'm I'm absolutely of the thought, why the fuck did she have a show anyway? Like, this bitch has been a, she's been a terror for, we've had enough examples of how this bitch thinks, what she thinks, how she acts, what, you know, so the whole idea of rebooting Roseanne was for what? If anybody, they should have killed Roseanne ass off at the end of the first fucking, you know, when the series first went off the air, they should have killed that bitch off. But, you know, and then it just pops back on. All of a sudden, she's a Trump supporter. And, you know, and Dan is still alive. Like, uh, so, wait, what? So he's just going to walk back in the house? Now, granted, I did not watch this new reboot i had no intention of watching this reboot like the moment they were like oh she's her show is coming back i was like well i will mark that off my list of ever fucking having to see watch and or know anything that happens on this series i don't give a fuck and then when i saw them with the little black child i was like oh hell no i'm definitely watching this shit first of all ain't no way in hell you're gonna be a trump supporter and then i'm gonna believe that this black child is in your house and you're not abusing the fuck out of him so no i I, no nope not gonna do it no that little black girl was probably in that house cleaning everything fucking doing all the goddamn work cleaning fucking laundry and shit who knows what else was happening to the little black girl but you, you ain't gonna believe me oh this is a loving house that just welcomed this black girl into the no no and hey that may be small-minded but i don't give a fuck yo i don't you know what i mean i i think more okay so let me let me stick with the story and then i'll end with my point so boom she gets on twitter on a some cocaine craze rant and she tweets muslim brotherhood and planet of the apes had a baby equal vj valerie jarrett and of course she deleted it but that ended up spiraling and the bitch lost her job shout out to abc for very swiftly kicking this bitch off the air and you know the the funny thing about it is that it's a black woman who's at the helm right now of abc so i don't know what the fuck uh roseanne thought she was gonna get out of that motherfucking tweet but what's even crazier is that I don't even know what even sparked this rant. You know, like, it's just like how Trump will get online and just start rambling. And you're like, what the fuck is he even talking about? You know what I mean? And it's for me, I think every Trump tweet is just him trying to distract from whatever from the latest fucking drama. So he's like, well, I know it's a fire going on over here. So if I start a fire over here, maybe they won't even worry about that fire that's already over here cooking. They'll focus on this new fire that I'm creating. But the whole thing is just fucking drama, right? So, like, there's no, for me, I was looking online. There's no real context. What the fuck did you even, like, what were you on, bitch, that you just woke up and was like, yo, Valerie Jarrett is in, in the Muslim Brotherhood, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that make a good tweet. No, bitch, what? You ain't got shit better to do. Here you are, rich as hell. You ain't even, like, as much as, yeah, your character on TV is this blue-collar bitch, but, bitch, you're not. Your ass has been cash and check. Roseanne was still coming on Nick at night. So I already know this hoe got money. And it ain't, and it's not even like she was Becky. 
this bitch is the main fucking character. So that residual check is looking real nice. So what the fuck are you so pissed off about, bitch, that you feel like I got to go on Twitter and, and, and associate this woman with the Planet of the Apes? And this whole all of a sudden idea, this whole lapse in memory of what that means to call a person of color uh, anything associated with monkeys, apes, primates, all of a sudden it's like, what? I th that's a thing? Yeah, bitch, it's a thing. You fucking know it's a thing. And if you go through your grand grandmama, granddaddy house with all they fucking Nazi memorabilia, bitch, you'll know exactly what the fuck that mean. Like, this whole, I already told y'all, this fucking selective memory, this whole, what? That, I didn't. No, bitch, you fucking knew. And, the, and this is how I know this bitch knew. It's because she took a picture dressed as a Nazi already with some burned fucking cookies on a cookie sheet. How, like, what about that is funny, entertaining, thought, like, no, bitch. That ain't even, a, that's not even something that you can start a conversation about. That's some shit you, that you do in order to incite anger, uh, fear, aggravation, you know disrespect that nothing about that is like hey you know we need to look into this and let's have a conversation no nothing there that shit is baseless it has nothing to do with anything you know what i mean and then but shout out to uh the sister at abc who was like oh girl so hey what we're gonna do uh channing dungy i love it channing dungy that's one of them good names where you you see that on the resume, you don't know what the fuck about to happen. You call that person in just to see how it's going to unfold. You don't know if that's man, woman, black, white. You don't know what. I love it. Dungy? Oh, come on, Channy. Sister was probably like, she probably was up doing her morning Pilates or some shit. She probably was up having her little green juice, thinking about her day, right? Laying her edges down in the mirror like, you are blessed. <laughs> You are beautiful. You are strong. <laughs> and her phone was like, bloop, a bloop. Shit started blowing up. She was like, mm, hey, man, what's happening? She had to turn down her Shirley season. <laughs> she had to turn down her waiting to exhale soundtrack because that shit still goes off. Don't get it twisted. Sitting up in my room. Hey, honey, think about you. She like, I'm a fun fan. She looking in the mirror, though, still rubbing them edges. I'm a mess for you. Right? She laying, she putting the fucking black castor oil on it, saying her prayer. Amen, Lord, just bless these edges to continue to fill in. <laughs> Honey, that phone started going off. She was like, what? Not right now, Jesus. Right? Turn down that waiting to exhale soundtrack just as count on me through thick and thin. Because it's on shuffle. Because you can let it play on shuffle, honey. Every song goes off, right? And you're like, damn, that's my shit. Let me see what's going on, right? Look on the phone like, uh, 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 what? First of all, this is me. And maybe I'm, you know, I feel like, sister, the fact that she's so swiftly fired Roseanne, I feel like me and her on the same mind, right? especially right about now, you can't say shit about Obama and none of his administration with all this fucking crazy shit going on. I don't even, don't mention shit about Obama. Don't mention shit about, especially not in a derogatory way. She, so she probably already saw, she probably saw Obama name before Valerie Jerry was like, what? Roseanne, uh, Obama administration, what? Ape. Aw, bitch. She probably was like, you know what? Let me blow out these cameras. <laughs> blew out the candle she was like let me get into this office because what's not about to happen is this bullshit 
baby. Listen, she was like, Alexa. <laughs> Honey, you know, she got all the high tech shit. Alexa. <laughs> Call, <laughs> call Shonda Rhimes because you know her and Shonda Rhimes probably on the phone like, bitch. And Shonda was like, bitch. <laughs> she fucking tried it. And Shonda was like, girl, what you about to do? She was like, watch. I'm going to call you back. Click, right? Finish rubbing in that rubbing in that black cast oil because you got to get the last of it, honey. Get the coconut oil, put it on her shoulders. Got the Fenty, put it across her shoulder blades like shit. I'm going to get these bitches sparkle while I go in here and shut it the fuck down. Honey, she got in that motherfucking office. She, as soon as she came in the door, they was they already knew what it was. It was kind of like, um, you ever seen uh, the proposal with uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, Sexy? Uh, uh Vanderbeek, Vander Vanderwild, whatever, the white dude. The white dude that's Deadpool, the Deadpool motherfucker, right? As soon as uh Sandra Bullock character came into the office, motherfuckers was shutting it down, honey. That's exactly how that shit went off, honey. She got in the motherfucking red bottles, walked through that office like, oh, not today, bitch. <laughs> And I and I imagine she probably called Roseanne's representatives. She ain't even have to talk to Roseanne. She didn't even want to give her the pleasure. She was probably called her reps like, you know, it's very disheartening. And there's nothing like a black woman when she brings it all the way down, calm and motherfucking collected. You know, when you think about the progression of this country. <laughs> And what we like to do here at ABC. <laughs> and they probably was on the phone. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yes, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So I think at this juncture, we would it would be in all of our best interest if we took a beat. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. None of this probably happened, but that's the way I see it in my head. And it feels so good. Like, so... Call your client and let her know that at this point, ABC will no longer be doing business with Roseanne and or her show. And we just feel that she should take some time. <laughs> Woo! And, uh, you know, it's so funny when these motherfucking white people, when they say some real flagrant shit, then it's like, uh, I'm sorry. It's almost like they have that moment of, I said what I said. Then they be like, uh, I'm sorry, and I learned a lesson. But then Roseanne was like, all right, I'm getting off Twitter. <laughs> they shut, She shut it all the way down. Her rep was like, bitch, what the fuck? Right? So she shut it all the I'm, I'm leaving Twitter. I'm out. Right? But then spent like the next two days still on Twitter. Bitch, bye. But, uh, didn't you say you was leaving? What the fuck is you still? I, I can't stand that. What's the big announcement for if you ain't going to do shit? Bye, bitch. Bye. I'm leaving Twitter. Okay, bye, bitch. And take some of these motherfucking right-wing nuts with you when you motherfucking go, bitch. I'm leaving. Here's the here's the other funny. The other funny is Bill O'Reilly had the motherfucking gall to call her racist. <laughs> Like we didn't watch, like we didn't see clips of your fucking racist ass goddamn KKK rally ass show. Like we didn't watch your mayonnaise ass fucking break fucking psychological breakdown every fucking week 
I didn't watch it, but I'm just saying. I saw the clips online. Like, we didn't watch you completely disrespect uh, Barack Obama in that interview, talking over him, yelling over him, talking all this shit. Every fucking show you had, every show Bill O'Reilly had was so motherfucking racially charged, was so, like, over the top, so aggressive, so blatantly racist. But all of a sudden, this tweet from her was just like, that just took him aback. Bill O'Reilly, if you don't sit the fuck down, you ain't getting back on, you ain't, you're not getting back on the air, bitch. Just calm down with just fucking sexual harassing ass. So I'm just like, uh, so the frustration is real. Here's the issue that I have. After this happened with Roseanne, right, just damn near like a day after Samantha B on her show, which I really enjoy, um, was talking about um, Ivanka Trump and her picture, the picture she took with her kid and some about my love and, you know, happy Sunday or some happy memorial, some bullshit, right? And she ended up saying, although this is a great picture of you and your child, why don't you get your fucking father and his immigration bill, his immigration rules in order because they're fucking up families. Now, yes, she called her a feckless cunt. And, ah, right? Yes, cunt is a very strong word. I 100% I agree with that. But in this case, I felt like it was warranted. And I'm going to tell you why. Because this bitch is enjoying being the, the fucking advisor to the president. She's enjoying all the fucking perks of being the advisor to the president. Yet this bitch is doing zero fucking advisement. And the idea that you post this picture of you and your child when there are children being fucking snatched from their parents, being separated from their parents, thrown into fucking holding cages like goddamn dogs, and here you are posting this picture of you with the soft fucking cheesecloth lighting and shit and your baby and under the sunlight like all of us like your baby deserves a better life than the, than these children who are being ripped from their family's arms and then the rest of us are supposed to respect you like fuck you bitch fuck you Ivanka Trump fuck you for being so heartless fuck you for not doing the job that you claim to have fuck you for your complete insensitivity specifically as a fucking mother and I can't even don't even get me started on the history of bitches like her who see women being ripped bit like women's children being ripped out of their arms lest I eat the 1700s, the 1800s, Jamestown, North Carolina, the list goes on and on. These women whose children are being ripped out of their arms and they just sitting back on the porch fanning and drinking goddamn uh, mint julep like shit is sweet. Fuck you, bitch. F and fuck your feelings. And fe feckless cunt was absolutely a, the perfect description for her. And the difference between what Samantha B said and what Roseanne said is that Samantha's B, what Samantha B said was in response to something that's happening right now in this very fucking moment in this country, something that needs to be addressed, something that ha that is very emotional for a lot of people, whether it's happening to them or just understanding the, the what is happening. So, no, you don't get to be like, oh, what she said was so out of bounds. No, fuck all that. And to the Democrats, I'm so sick of y'all being so fucking soft. It's like y'all can't wait to be on the same side as these fucking weirdo-ass Republicans. Man, fuck them. The minute a Republican want to even mention some shit, 
just go down the list of all the shit that they didn't have anything to say about. Just go down the list of things that they turned their head about, that they tried to defend, that they tried to remix the meaning of, that they tried to find some sense of, oh, it was okay. Like, run that list to them. Don't, don't sit up and be like, I agree. Man, fuck y'all some suckers, yo. Listen, when somebody get a party together that is really about this shit, that really want to stand up, that really want to have something to say, that is so, that don't feel the need to reach across the aisle to these fucking Republican right wing ass fucking conservative weirdos, please let me know. Because I'm so fucking tired of Democrats acting like some bitches. All the fucking Van Jones, you know, like I had so much respect for you, brother. First of all, you was fine. I completely let it go. You had this white girl. I was like, you know what? That's okay because his brother is fine. He doing his thing. He educated. You know, I was standing with you when you decided to just go ahead and resign after they got on Barack Obama because you was hired. And I was like, that's right, brother. You know what? Sometimes you got to just take a step back. I was I was 100% there for you. But all of a sudden, I don't know what the fuck happened to you i don't know what kind of bitch ass drink you drinking i don't know if fucking donald trump is paying you some money under the table i don't know what the fuck is happening but i'm gonna need you to get your balls back to what I, I don't know if they tucked in your stomach i don't know if you put them in a fucking container somewhere for later bitch i don't know if you put them in a ziploc bag and put them in your freezer when you felt like you was gonna need them again i don't know if you trying to run for president so you don't want to go you trying to toe this imaginary fucking line when these niggas done crossed the line and going above and beyond being disrespectful and completely out of bounds when it comes to i just i don't know but i just i can't with you I, I fucking cannot. The moment Don Lemon has more balls, the more, the, uh, like, do you, anyway. Anyway, shout out to Channing Dungy. Sis, whoo, I just want to come to your black girl brunch because I know that shit is going to be so motherfucking lit on Sunday because all the girls is coming out and they're going to be like, bitch, 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 ah, bitch, yeah. And that shit is going to be mimosas, motherfucking everywhere. Rose, that motherfucking waiting to exhale soundtrack is going to be fucking playing. <sighs> What's so great about all of this is that once again, black women are holding it the fuck down. Black women are not being quiet. Black women are stepping up and being the fucking moral compass for this whole goddamn world. Just shout out to all the black women who have you know, and maintaining them edges, sis, skin clear as shit. <sighs> all right, y'all. <laughs> That's all I got. Thank y'all so much for listening to the Black Ass Podcast, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for subscribing. If you haven't haven't subscribed, then go to Black Ass Podcast. Uh, dot com or you can go and just follow black ass podcast on facebook twitter instagram the link is all over the place uh of course you can follow me hadia robinson at hrcomedy.com um couple of n new shows coming up thanks so much to everybody that's been throwing some throwing these shows in my motherfucking lap because i can't wait to get on stage and actually talk about all of this um Super excited that I'm going to be opening for Hidden Fences, which is a hysterical uh, stage play written by Jordan Temple. And it's happening right here in L.A. Dynasty typewriter. Uh, and that's happening. I'm performing 
uh, June 8th, but you can also, you can see the play, play June 7th and June 8th. Uh, <clears throat> I'm also going to be June 8th. I'll be at uh, HD Comedy, and it's happening at The Ruby. That show is at 9 o'clock. And then finally, I'm going to be at Cookies and Sweatpants. That's happening at Flappers, and that show is June, June 13th at 9.30. So any of these shows, they're also on my website, hrcomedy.com. You can come check me out. Um, buy me a drink, you know, minus whatever drugs you normally put in drinks that you buy for chicks. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for joining. Um, if you haven't already, please leave a review for the podcast on iTunes if you are listening on iTunes. And I'll be back next week, y'all. Peace.